Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With your latest Pembrokeshire news, I'm Matthew Spill. A former Pembroke Dock Town clerk who left after complaints of bullying from members of the council has returned to the position. Sarah Scourfield, who was town clerk until September 2017, left the role following what she described at the time as constant harassment and bullying. The clerk left her position despite a plea by councillor Brian Hall for her to stay. The council also had a resignation of Mayor and Councillor Jane McNaughton. Pembroke Dock Mayor Councillor Gordon Goff says complaints were still being investigated by the Ombudsman. The booms installed to contain an oil leak from the Valero oil refinery will be removed today. Natural Resources Wales and partner agencies have continued to survey the affected areas since the incident on January the 3rd. They say they're satisfied that they've contained as much oil as possible. Valero believe no more than 500 litres of oil was released during the January incident. The investigation into the oil leak and a previous one in December is ongoing. The green light being given to a new Premier Inn hotel that'll create 20 full-time jobs in St David's. The application to build the hotel, along with a restaurant and nearly 40 affordable rented homes, has been met by controversy. Campaigners have objected to the hotel, saying it would severely damage Britain's smallest city. The application was approved by planning chiefs just a week before Christmas. There's plans for a new Domino's pizza restaurant to open in Nayland. The planning permission was granted in October for a development on Honeyborough Industrial Estate. Property consultants BP2 have pre-let one of two new units there. It's hoped it'll create 16 full-time and 30 part-time jobs. Pembrokeshire Sport Now and Nayland A have regained the Pembroke County Cricket Club's indoor title, which they lost last season to Haverford West. Simon Holliday did show his class with 43 not out in a win over Nayland B and an unbeaten 53 in defeat against Sean Hannan's team. And in the Manderwood Pembrokeshire League Division 1, the score was 6-1 as Davith Wright scored a fantastic hat-trick for Narbuth as they sealed a convincing victory. Tony Evans also struck a goal to seal a resounding Derby win. And that's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. Wake up with Toby Ellis. Weekdays from 6am on Pure West Radio with Folly Farm. Pure West Radio weather. Oh, thank you very much there, Matt Spill, for the latest news at 9 o'clock this morning right here at Pure West Radio. So what is the weather like for today? Uh, well, it is certainly wet, windy and quite yuckavy. Um Make sure you do uh, wrap up warm and, uh, yeah, I guess the most important thing is you take that brolly on the all-weathers up. Only highs of uh, around about uh, at 6 or 7 degrees this morning. This is Pure West Radio.
12 minutes past nine here on Friday morning's breakfast at Pure West Radio. So on the way for you, we do have our season three featured track of the week. Looking forward uh, to that. Uh, also, I've got uh, Martini in the studio with us. Really looking forward to having a chat with him. We're also going to go live on Facebook. Um, it's going to be awesome catching up with Mark as uh, we go way, way back. And uh, he is also the uh, Carmarthen West in South Pembrokeshire uh, Labour representative, which is uh, great. So we've got a fantastic person uh, to speak all about what's been going on in government this week as it's been on everybody's lips. Uh, You can watch it on Facebook Live and of course listen right here at Pure West Radio. So make sure you give it a like and share online and uh, we'll be catching up with him just after the script. This is for the first time. She's all laid up in bed with a broken heart While I'm drinking Jack all alone in my local bar And we don't know how how we got into this mad situation Only doing things out of frustration Trying to make it work, but man, these times are hard She needs me now, but I can't seem to find the time I got a new job now on the unemployment line And we don't know how How we got into this mess is a God's test Someone help us cause we're doing our best Trying to make it work but man these times are hard But we're gonna stop by drinking old cheap bottles of wine Sit talking up all night Saying things we haven't for a while Why, yeah Smiling but we're close to tears Even after all these years We just now got the feeling That we're meeting for the first time
That was the script and for the first time playing here at Pure West Radio, the station for Pembrokeshire and from Pembrokeshire. And uh, delighted to have Mark Tierney with us here on the show this morning. Well, good morning to you, Toby. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Good. It's she's, great to be she's here. popping in. <laughs> um, Mark is uh, the... Uh, candidate for Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire, uh, representing Labour. So I'm sure you'll probably like the the red colours we've got going on I'm, here. I'm not clashing. I hope. Do you know what? In <laughs> fact, I will I will change the lighting for you. There we go. Look, there how's we go. that? Perfect. Look at that. We've Look even got red lighting for yeah, you. Yeah. Don't want anyone getting the wrong impression this morning. All right, Toby. <laughs> Make you feel nice at home. Hey, I'm I'm independent. I'm completely yeah. independent. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, so we've got you in this morning to talk about Brexit, my man. Yes. Um, as it's been a, a, a tough old week, uh, there's been lots going on in in Welsh government. Um, so can you sort of tell us a little bit about what's been happening? Yes. Yeah, so this week, uh, finally, uh, MPs in Parliament had the opportunity to have a meaningful vote on the deal that Theresa May has been putting forward. She's mm-hmm. been negotiating now for the last two years with the partners in the European Union to come up with a deal that sets us on our course uh, for our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had wanted that deal to happen, or that, that meaningful vote to happen before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that the writing was on the wall, we've wasted a whole month, really, in terms of where we're at. Uh, for that deal to come to Parliament. So it came to Parliament at the early start of this week Mm -hmm. and it was the biggest defeat that a UK government has ever Mm. uh, faced. Mm, uh, mm, Over mm. 230 uh, MPs voting against uh, Theresa May's deal from all sides of the House, actually, um, earlier this week. And so that is why the Labour Party put a a no-confidence vote in Mm, uh, against mm. Theresa May and her government then Mm. uh, on Tuesday. That failed, uh, failed only by a handful Mm. of votes because of the uh, power-sharing agreement that uh, the Conservatives have with the DUP. So we're in a situation now where Parliament is in uh, a logjam. There is a huge impasse there. Mm, And mm, uh, mm. it's up to MPs to decide how uh, things move forward. Uh, for me, and for where I sit here in the Labour Party mm. in West Wales, we need a good deal. Yeah, uh, We absolutely need mm-hmm. a good deal on the table uh, for our economy, for the jobs, and to make sure that we continue to get that funding and investment that mm. we have benefited from uh, over the last uh, 20 years through mm. EU funding. Uh, but of course, the 45-year relationship that we've got with our friends and partners in the European Union. Mm. 60% of the goods that we export from Wales go to the EU. Mm. Crashing out on the 29th of March is just not an option Mm, and Theresa mm, May has mm. to rule that out before we can move ahead. Mm. I mean you've been a real advocate for for many things here in Pembrokeshire (laughs) uh, over over the many many years. Um, Have you ever accessed that European funding for for anything at all? Uh, Yeah I've I've been involved in projects that have have been supported through the Communities First Mm. uh, scheme that Mm. was run in in Wales. Mm. Um, I've I've worked uh, supporting community groups in Pembrokeshire where funding through the European Union has been vital for that, mm, mm. Uh, for those projects to go ahead. Because, you know, when the Conservatives were last in government back in the 1990s, uh, we were allowed to access European funding and mm. they sent it back. It's <laughs> only been since, uh, the Euro- since the Labour government came in in 1997 that that money has started flowing mm. uh, through to, to West Wales, starting with Objective 1 and, of course, uh, finally ending up with some of the leader projects that are... That 
that are happening through Plan Aid right now. You know, we have seen investments in our road and infrastructure. Private businesses like Folly Farm have benefited uh, from European funding. Mm, mm, uh, mm, training mm. courses and apprenticeships in Pembrokeshire and at Pembrokeshire College have been uh, also a beneficiary of that European uh, funding. It is vitally important to the fabric of our communities, mm, and a, a mm. no-deal Brexit throws all of that away. Mm. And you know, we we can't allow a no-deal Brexit to happen, and I mm. think we can't allow it to happen because it's not as easy just leaving on the 29th of March as some of the Brexiteers mm. think it's going to be. We mm. cannot just walk away from this relationship mm. and mm. expect everything uh, to work out. Uh, just as well, because we've got rules and regulations that tie us in mm. to the European Union. Um, f- immigration control is one of those things. Uh, me- medicine regulation is one of those mm. things. Mm. Aviation has been discussed. You know, will the plane stop flying mm. on the yeah. 30th of March yeah. if we don't have a deal in place? Mm-hmm. And how do we make sure mm. that happens without mm. a transition mm. um, arrangement? So there is no such thing as a clean break. Mm. And in Theresa May's discussions and, and communications mm. over the last two years, she's talked about a no deal being better than a bad deal. Mm. Neither option should be on the table at this time. Mm. I mean, it's been going on long enough now, isn't it? You know, I mean, um, for, for you know... The average Pembrokeshire person that goes about their daily life, you know, you're like, why, why, why is this still going on? You know, that's what we keep hearing. What is going on? Why is there still this to and fro? And we've had so much time to get this sorted. You know, why hasn't it been sorted by now? You know, these deadlines are fast approaching. You know, we we knew it wasn't going to be easy. You, you've got to look at all the different options. It's so divided. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to, isn't it, really? The country yes. is so divided. Yes. It, it was, OK, a majority vote. To leave, but it was so close. It was always going to be very hard to happen. But where does this leave us going forward now, then, Mark? So I was out speaking to people before the election. It was dividing mm. people's families, as 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 you know, as unrealistic as that sounds. It really was having a detrimental effect on on everyone. And mm. what should have happened over the last two years really is for a consensus to be built. Mm. Um, you know, we've had two years of uh, meaningless discussion, frankly, because we've ended up in a situation where. There is now nothing on the table for us to move ahead mm, with. We're, mm, we're mm. leaving the EU in the current legislation on the 29th of March. I think, uh, you know, Theresa May and the government should have been using the last two years to build a consensus in this country. Some people would say that the Brexit referendum in the first place was missold to people. It was uh, giving people an opportunity to vote on something that may have been unrealistic in terms of what we could achieve at the end of it. Um, There are now no checks and balances in place of protecting jobs and the economy. Moving forward, uh, we do have to reach that compromise. Mm. And if it's Mm. not possible to do that before the end of March, Mm. uh, then we have to look at extending that period of time. Because... Mm. There is no need for us to crash out. We Mm. shouldn't have to crash out. Mm. That is a Mm. pure Mm. failure Mm. of the government system to do that. Some people would say to me, well, you know, we've made our decision. We want to to leave. That's the end of it. The MPs have to do what we want. But we do know more now in terms of the impacts that it will have on our economy, the impact on agriculture, Mm. the impact on our ability to sell Welsh lamb. Uh, into our European markets and around the world, the impact on our tourism here in Mm. Pembrokeshire. Mm. You know, 
On the 30th of March, if we leave with a no Brexit, what does that mean for Pembrokeshire? Mm. That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the importance of us coming on on a station like Pure West Radio is that we actually have an opportunity to talk about what it means Mm. here. Mm -hmm. And on the national media, we hear extensively about what things will look like in Dover, what things will look like on the Northern Irish border. Mm -hmm. For me, the important thing is what's going to be happening Mm -hmm. in our own communities. Yeah, completely, yeah. And that means immediately when the ferry comes in from Ireland at half past 12 on the 30th of March, what happens to all of those goods on those services, mm-hmm. on that service? Mm-hmm. What happens to those ferry passengers on that service? Mm-hmm. Now, people already tell me in Pembroke Dock that they are fed up of uh, transport lorries parked up all around town. Mm-hmm. That's when the ferry services are running to time and uh, people can get through that border mm-hmm. without any uh, stop at all. What this, if we have a no-deal situation or if we we leave without a good enough deal, Mm. those checks will be coming in with immediate effect because we'll have no rule book for dealing with any of these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that means if people are worried about the number of lorries being parked up in Pembroke Dock right now, Mm. the situation is just going to get a whole lot worse Mm. after the 29th of March. And then it comes back to how we get goods into this country. Mm. So Mm. where is our food coming from? We import an awful lot of our food Mm -hmm. uh, at this time of year from uh, the continent, from Morocco, from Spain, from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. If you go into your supermarket, that's where you'll find your vegetables and your tomatoes and Mm -hmm. fruit coming from. Mm Uh, very quickly, those supply chains will start falling apart. Mm-hmm. And it'll be in places like West Wales where it's harder to get those goods brought into. Mm. Uh, we only saw with the snow last year the difficulties it was oh, in yeah. getting our milk and, and, and <laughs> into the, West the Wales. Literally just, they, they, they dry up like that. Absolutely. It happens so quickly. And then you've got the knock-on effect. You know, I mean, I, I believe a lot of the supermarkets didn't actually get back to, to normal for about two weeks. That's what it took. You know, you I know. went into the co-op in Kilgetty, mm. uh, bought some milk, mm. and they said, we haven't had a milk delivery for two weeks. You're really mm. lucky. Now, mm. that's after a period of snow. Mm. We've got a situation where the supermarket alarm bells are already ringing. Marks and Spencers and Tesco's have already told us they're stockpiling food. People are already stockpiling mm, food, mm, if mm, you believe mm. the, the news stories that are being published mm. in the last week. And but I don't want to cause alarm on no, that. No, I was just about to say that. I mean, you know, there's no need for that, is there? You know, I mean, okay, yes, if there is a no deal uh, and there is nothing on the table, it, it could go a little bit pear-shaped. But but will it really? You know, and I mean, we don't have to start stockpiling food and things like that, do we? I, I don't think we, we should have to do that. Mm. I think what should be happening is the government should be taking this situation a whole lot more seriously mm. than mm. it is doing at the moment. Mm. Mm. And, you know, Jeremy mm. Corbyn has said that he will talk with Theresa May The only condition in that negotiation process Mm. right now is to ensure that no deal scenario is taken off of the table because it is the shotgun to the head of the country Mm. by Mm. saying, Mm. well, actually, we're going to leave this threat out there, we're going to leave it there, Mm. and we're going to run down the clock on all of this. Mm. All of the Mm. opposition parties in Westminster uh, agreed that a no deal scenario is a really bad Mm. outcome Mm. for Mm. our country. Mm. Mm. If she takes that off the table we can move on with building compromise. And that's exactly what she should have done over the last two years. People Mm. in this country are still divided Mm. over whether or not we leave and and how we leave. And I think we always will be, you know, and I think that's the big issue. Um, We're currently uh, live on Facebook as well. So if you would like to to get involved uh, with the conversation, uh, please head on over to Facebook. Um, Click us a like Uh, if you can hear us okay. Give us a love if you're enjoying the conversation. And please comment as well uh, any questions uh, that you'd like me to put to uh, Mark here this morning. Uh, So if you have just joined, 
Riders. Um, it's Mark Tierney, the uh, Command of the West and South uh, Pembrokeshire candidate, who's uh, with me here on the Breakfast Show this morning. Uh, and uh, in fact, um, Mark and I go way back um, because uh, you actually got me into the world, uh, the weird and wonderful world, I should say, of, of radio when I was a, a spotty teenager at just 14. So, Look what uh, I've unleashed, Pembrokeshire. Look what I've unleashed. That, that, <laughs> that I owe you, Mr. <laughs> um So we are talking about uh, Brexit uh, here uh, this morning as there's been lots going on uh, this week uh, in, in, in government. It's been all over the, the news. Um, we also hear about... Uh, you know, a second referendum. I mean, is that something we really should be looking at? You know, I mean, the votes already happened. It was a, a record vote. Shall we just all knuckle down and try and get this sorted now? Or are you of the ilk of maybe we should have another referendum? So the situation as it stands is that we have we the, the, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Right. We have uh, the clock ticking. We've mm. had some reports overnight. Uh, if you've been uh, up to date with the news that uh, some in the UK government are talking about the possibility of a second referendum. Mm. That's not going to happen quickly. No. <laughs> so the scenario is, do we do we leave with a no deal uh, on the 29th of March and then have another referendum down the line to decide what happens next? Mm. Or is it more sensible for us to talk about extending article 50 give us that space of time yeah so that we can have a more considered discussion and conversation the mm. one thing that we don't do very well in this country is referendum mm. okay <laughs> now we look to our closest neighbors in ireland they are well hearsed in uh, running referendums and having that national debate mm. and we do need to have a serious national debate about what the future of our country should look like because we have gone since Brexit from being one of the fastest performing economies in the G7 nations to now the slowest performing uh, economy. We've got all of this uncertainty over whether or not and how we will leave, mm. which is causing big companies like Honda to mm. suspend uh, working after, for the whole week after Brexit because they're unsure about how they'll get their components in. Mm. Banking organisations uh, in London choosing to set up their headquarters uh, on continental Europe or in Dublin. Mm. These are the things mm. that are, that are mm. happening, draining mm. money out of our economy. And when you have Brexiteers like Jacob Rees-Mogg and others uh, choosing to invest in other countries like Ireland rather than investing their money mm. in the UK, that's when alarm bells mm. have to ring. Mm. Now, on the case mm. of a second mm. uh, referendum, uh, the 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 Labour Party policy is to go through trying to get a general election first because we think we need that wider discussion about mm -hmm. uh, the issues that are affecting our economy. Mm -hmm. Austerity, nine years of austerity, slashing public services, uh, the hostile uh, environment being created for people who want to come and live and work in our country and the hostile environment being created for people who are on benefits in this country and the mm. rise of food banks. Uh, the poverty that is so evident right here in Pembrokeshire as well. Mm, mm. So we think that all of this needs to have a, a, a wider mm, discussion. Mm, mm. But equally, um, if MPs in Parliament cannot come to a resolution on what should happen next, then isn't it only right that people get to decide mm, and that we mm. have a set of options put forward mm. that people can have a proper and real discussion about because we have to reach a consensus. We've got to heal mm. the division mm. in this country. We cannot keep going backwards and forwards about mm. uh, but the options that we've we've had presented to us, mm. Um, mm. we have to build a consensus for the future, and that will only be done if we reach a serious and sensible compromise. Mm. It's it's very interesting um, the times we're in. You know, I think we could we could talk for hours and hours and hours on you know 
what what would have a, a Labour government done differently maybe throughout this whole situation mm-hmm. scenario it was never going to be easy mm-hmm. um, so I think that it, it was always up against it yeah. um, you know we've just come out of a recession um, you know we, we every single day there is some sort of issue going on that surrounds Brexit like you said there's some some big big companies some people that are driving uh, employment and huge revenues in, into Britain that are you know stalling effectively until this is sorted and they're thinking twice about how they invest in Britain in the future yeah. uh-huh. and that's going to be hugely yeah. important for our, how we deal with what happens next because yeah. even if we end up having to leave in a no deal scenario mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty for a long time and then the impact of us having to uh, find our feet in that new future is going to be quite difficult if companies, particularly companies who want to have their European headquarters or who have had their European headquarters in Britain, decide, well, actually, Britain's not in Europe anymore. We have to relocate. Mm, and mm. that's that is the worry. And this isn't project fear. This is project reality. Mm, These mm. are people who are making money, who are supporting our economy, mm, who mm. have to think about how they make their business work. Mm-hmm. And that's the, and that's the point. And I've spoken to local businesses, mm. you know, local coffee shops in Pembroke Dock, local companies who have seen a massive fall off in trade since the Brexit referendum mm, mm, because people mm. subconsciously have been just worried about mm. what the future might hold and have changed their shopping patterns they've mm. changed their lifestyle um, just to deal just to deal with that situation mm, mm. and and you can understand why there is there's so many question marks over, over so many things um, and it, it's interesting to sort of work out the outcomes of, of various sort of situations what if we'd have done that Maybe this could have happened if that, but it's all ifs and buts. And I think we just need to concentrate on right here and right now. So where does this leave us after this week of of madness in government? You know, you feel we should look for the extension and have time to hopefully come together, find a compromise, get the best deal for the UK, then the next level. So... We've had two years to discuss all of this. Mm -hmm. We are not where we should be, I think, in Mm -hmm. terms of how we plan our future. Mm -hmm. And we are making a decision that is for the long term. This isn't going to be a short term fix. We need the time and the space to be able to come up with the right solution and the right compromise to dictate how our future looks, how the future of our children, our grandchildren Mm -hmm. will look, Mm -hmm. their ability to uh, work in the EU, their ability uh, to make a, a, um, a, a prosperous future uh, for themselves. Mm. So I think we should really step back at this stage. Mm-hmm. We've put out some really clear uh, policies in terms of the, the Welsh Labour government. We need to make sure that we can stay within the single market, that we have access to the customs union, mm. just to protect those 60% of exports that are so vital mm. to the Welsh mm. economy. Mm. Well, it's huge. We need to make sure that we listen to the concerns of people about the migration system. Mm. You know, immigration into West Wales um, it, it is uh, is less from other countries than it is from, say, the likes of England. So more people immigrate into, into West Wales mm. from England mm. than they do from the EU or from other parts of the UK. But we need to make sure that the migration system for the whole of the UK and for Wales works so that we don't lose nurses and that we don't lose doctors from our NHS. We have to make sure that we set that that Mm, down, first mm, of all. mm, And then we need to make sure that when it comes to funding those services that we rely on in West Wales, if some of those are coming through EU funding channels at the moment, we need to make sure that that funding is protected from the UK government. Now, we had an early assurance from the UK government, first of all, that that would be the case. More recently, we're now being told that they cannot 
in all of the three hundred and fifty million pounds that we are sending off to the EU every week, mm. we are now being told that that money cannot be guaranteed uh, to fund some of the vital services. Mm. Mm. that we rely on and mm. the infrastructure projects. I mean, so this, I mean, this sort of stems back to a lot of the campaigns, really, doesn't it? You know, which were happening before, you know, the big Brexit vote happened. Um, because we were told, yes, £350 million would be back into the NHS. You know, we would put up the borders. And I think this is what grabbed the attention of a lot of people, especially here in Wales, because we've seen a lot more foreigners come in and possibly, you know, take all of our benefits and jobs that we keep hearing about. Um, you've got more of the nationals popping up everywhere, which will look for better value in, in possible local employment. I.e., you know, we've got Domino's and now Premier Inn. This week alone, which have announced that they'll be popping up, Premier mm-hmm. Instant David's, mm-hmm. Domino's in Nayland possibly, they're going to look for possibly the best value in the employees. Yes, hopefully it'll help the local economy, but the way that we see things here in Wales, if we have you know possible foreign workers that are going to work for less and, and they will, they're then taking our jobs, mm-hmm. they're using our benefits, they're draining our system. You know, you've got to look at what people are talking about, yeah. literally. Yeah. And do you think we've maybe been taken down the garden path a little bit with some of these people that have promised all these things and they just haven't happened? Well, some of those people who are promising things have walked away from from it completely yeah, yeah. yes which doesn't you know, help which, which yeah. doesn't help and, and, they, and they've gone away essentially yeah. scot-free and yeah. you know even david cameron yesterday uh, you know talking about it well you know we were right to call this well mm. you know i don't know whether um you know kowtowing to the far right in this country has put us on a, on a positive path uh, for the future look you know you only have to look at the political discourse and you know i'm an active user on on facebook and and social media and the level of tone and debate that uh, this issue has caused alone Mm. um, is really quite worrying. Mm. And it's Mm. how it Mm. steps Mm. in from being something that just happens on social media to then the slaughter of an MP on the streets of our country. Mm. And that's what we saw during that that, that whole Brexit um, debate and discussion. It ended up with with the murder of of Joe Cox. Um, Mm. And, and, you know, and that's where we all have a responsibility. Mm, mm. We're all very passionate about this. We're passionate about a lot of things Mm. in this country. And it's Mm. really great that as a democracy, we have the opportunity Mm. and ability to discuss this. Yes, yes. But we have to do it in a way that is measured and in a way that actually achieves a positive Mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the mudslinging that goes on online on social media, I'll take it. I've been called many things. (laughs) I've been called many things on social media. uh, It's in the contract, isn't it? It's what you sign up to. But we have to bring it back. We have to step back and say, actually, you know what? None of that really matters. If we're so passionate about something, let's reach the consensus. Let's build a bridge and let's get the best deal for our country. And if MPs, after their discussions and debates and and the cross-party working that I hope will come, I hope it will come, Mm. and it really is incumbent on the government now to step forward, I think they have to agree with the Labour Party that a no deal option is not an option because mm. we, we can the writing is on the wall in terms of that. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and to reach if they cannot reach a conclusion, then maybe it is right. You know, a certain period of time has gone on mm. that um, we put a, a set of arguments to the people. We have a proper discussion as a, as a grown up country about what it is we actually want. Mm-hmm and how we get there. And I think that's important. And if we can't do it through mm. a general election, mm. then maybe we will have to go down the route of, mm. a, of a second referendum. One thing that I think is fantastic, we had Stephen Crabb here only a couple of weeks ago, Mark, and you're both a very similar standing. You know, we want the best for our country. That's what matters. It doesn't is. matter what party you're from. 
let's just get the best for our country you yeah, know? And, and the best and the best for for communities in west wales yes. because we are you know in, in many situations uh, a poorer economy because of our um, transient economy you know we're reliant on seasonal work it's yeah. agriculture mm-hmm. it's tourism uh, mm. so we need to make sure that we are open for business mm. we need to keep both of those ferry terminals yeah. open in pembrokeshire mm. we have to keep our mm. communication links with uh, with europe open mm. uh, that is vital for our economy and of course then we have you know valero southhook you know i mean they're huge employers but also huge exporters of, of their product you yeah, know yeah. you know pembroke power station 10 percent of the uk's energy comes from so pembroke is on the map in in many senses that's um right. so it is it is very important that we're looked after that's absolutely right Right, we've got to take a couple of questions before we wrap up. Um, David Husband has said both leave and remain lied and gave out a lot of false information. Uh, So doesn't this make a mockery of the Brexit vote? Well, I think we've learned a lot uh, from the referendum. Uh, we are very unused to having referendums in this country, as I think I said during during the main part of the interview. So I think if we are to look ahead and, and to discuss how we move this situation forward, uh, we have to really have a, a bit of a discussion, first of all, about uh, how we build consensus amongst uh, people in this country. And the Welsh Government is looking mm. at something, actually. It was part of the Welsh Labour leadership discussion before Christmas about building a, a people's assembly. So when we have issues of national importance, whether it be about Brexit, mm. or whether it be about mm. how we maintain the NHS or social care in this country, that we have a panel of people representing all parts of our communities who can feed into something uh, to develop a policy uh, platform that we can then take to the uh, to take to the wider public and to discuss and, and cost up and all, and all the rest of it mm. so you know we should take some positives from this very desperate situation that we're in mm-hmm. to build for the future completely agree with you uh, also uh, mark kelly i'd rather send 35 million pounds a day to our dependencies all over the world uh, interesting one that mark um also he said time to make amends with the commonwealth australians new zealanders and uh, canadians should come here freely as well i mean a uh, little bit off the the, the brexit uh, side of things uh, uh, there mark um however you know are we gonna have you know more more free uh, borders with those countries, I guess. I mean, Brexit doesn't necessarily um, affect the Commonwealth, does it? Or does it? Uh, no, we've already, you know, we will already have relationships with with other countries outside the EU. Some of those trading relationships will have been built up because we are part of of the EU. So if we leave with a no deal on the 29th of March, we have no time now to to start discussions anyway. Mm. Even if we did. Uh, and that on all of those things take time. We will be reverting to those WTO rules, which, mm. you know, frankly, are very, very basic trading uh, arrangements. We would be able to trade, but lots of the other agreements that we have with other countries w- simply just would not be in place. Mm. So mm. it's about saying, actually, do we want to go back to basics? Mm. Do we want to put ourselves in a situation where we are excluding ourselves from, mm. from Europe, but mm. also the rest of the world? Mm. And have we got the ability to be able to pick up the slack on that that quickly? Look, you know, people's views on immigration vary quite widely. Some people see it as a benefit to our country. I I see it as a benefit Mm. to to our country. Mm. Uh, It Mm. has to be managed properly so that we have the right kinds of people coming in to do the jobs that we need Mm. in this country. Mm. What Mm. we don't want to be doing is creating a hostile environment where Mm -hmm. people feel as though they can't be part of our country. And, you know, we've got five million Brits 
living abroad. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I know sometimes we, you've got to flip the coin, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point, do we all want them back at, 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 on the same boat? I mean, no, no. Yeah. The, the issue for me is about saying that you know we are a welcoming nation. Mm-hmm. We have we we've welcomed people in the past. We want to keep welcoming people mm. in the future because it's in our best interests to do that. Yep, certainly. Uh, David Husband has replied saying that seems sensible. There we are. So I'm there glad, we are. glad we're having a sensible <laughs> debate on Facebook this morning. Um, and we'll wrap up with with a question that I'd like to put to you, Mark, um, which is, um, you know, America have have turned things around. Although there's been much controversy with Trump and things that he's done, um, they are stronger than they ever have been because he's brought a business acumen and a backbone to America and gone, look, we're America. We're great. We're fantastic. We're going to do things our way now and run it as a business. Don't you think maybe there should be more of a backbone of the country and go, look, we're the United Kingdom. You know, we, we, of course we're going to be open for business. We want to work with people. You want to work with us. Is, do you think maybe there should be more of a, a maybe a stubborn approach to this now? I, th- I think we've had that stubborn approach. And look where it's got us. We, we are now in Parliament. Parliament is in disarray. Mm. It's in chaos over this. Uh, you know, we, 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 we are a strong country. Mm. There are lots of countries in Europe that are strong. What I would say is that actually we're stronger together. Yes. And we're stronger being part of a union. Yeah. Uh, we're stronger being part of a, of a group of nations that share our values and share our principles. You know, the EU has managed to keep war off the agenda on continental mm. Europe for mm. 45 years. Mm. You only have to look at the 45 years before the EU came about. And the fact that, you know, this country and other countries in Europe were devastated by the effects of World War One and mm. World War Two. You know, we may not agree on everything that happens in Europe. We may not agree mm. with everything, but at least while we have been sitting around the table with Europe, mm. we have been able to put our our colours on the mast. We have been able to raise our flag. We have been able to stand up for our own interests. Mm. And if we leave Europe and we have to comply with the rules and regulations that we have helped create, frankly, you know, we want good environmental standards. Mm -hmm. We want good quality food uh, Mm. for our people. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want there to be safety uh, for our national citizens when they travel to the EU and to receive health care when they go to the EU and to be able to move freely around on holiday visas and holidays and, and all the rest of it without visas. Um, we've built up all of that. Mm. Now it looks like we're prepared to rip it up. And I think Mm. we have to really seriously think in the next 60 or so days about what we want that future to look like. And our MPs have to act in our best interests. And it is certainly going to be a very interesting 60 days or so ahead, isn't it? It really, really is. Um, Mark, thanks ever so much uh, for popping in to the studio here this morning uh, at Pure West Radio. Uh, It's been great to finally get you on. (laughs) We've been trying to get you on for for, for many, many months. Very busy. Um, You are a very, very busy man. I mean, I know you've been doing a lot for for, for the Narbeth Library uh, as well over recent times. We've, you know, we've managed to secure the Narbeth Library. It stays open. Uh, We've got volunteers there working uh, to support the public service to deliver the library service because people mm. were so so sad that it could have been closed to, to the community. Uh, working with Oriel Q Gallery as well, who've had their funding uh, cut significantly. Uh, so trying to keep uh, that facility open so that Narbeth becomes the gateway to Pembrokeshire. Mm. It's so important it's that we have that. It's an amazing town. I love Narbeth. 
and the community is great there. Oh, you know, people brilliant. really mm. step up mm. uh, when they when they need to, mm. and you know that's part of the whole situation that we're in at the moment. We've got lots of community groups in Pembrokeshire doing lots of wonderful things, mm. having to go over and above what they have normally been doing or used to be doing because of the cuts to our public services. So, mm. you know, mm. we we Pembrokeshire is a very resilient uh, community. We certainly are. Yeah, <laughs> we, absolutely, we, we certainly are. It's amazing. You know, every day the stories we we see and hear in in the media the messages we get sent you know people of Pembrokeshire are amazing they do they do the most they certainly uh, are. fantastic things and keep up the great work my well, man because well, uh, we're Lee. always following um, what you're up to on online and um, you know I mean the Clevi Bridge as well yes you know? you know that will be you know we will be having a success on that and I uh, understand yeah. that people who work on the Clevi Bridge are fearful for their jobs absolutely mm. but you know that is a, a fake boundary that prevents the economy from working north mm. to south in Pembrokeshire mm. and mm. if you live in Pembroke Dock and you have to come to Haverford West for a hospital appointment or um, uh, mm. uh, for your job, you are paying day in day out just mm. for the privilege mm. of, of earning your income, and so we need to we need to take that down. Mm. And I'm pleased that the Welsh government yes. um, is stumping yes. up some cash for that. It may not be the perfect situation at the moment, mm. but you know we will get uh, to a, a sensible compromise on that too, mm. and we will hopefully we'll have some benefits across across the haven. Well, this is the majority will benefit, and I Absolutely. think I think that's what you know you need to look back. You know, yes, okay, some jobs may be at risk. That's not a nice situation situation to have however thousands and thousands of people will benefit from it so that's you absolutely know. right and the yeah. seven bridge you know these have been adopted you know on a national these are level. adopted principles mm -hmm. we shouldn't be the ones that have to pay here just because of the way it always has been mm -hmm. let's look at breaking down some of those boundaries and barriers and, and getting pembrokeshire working that's what's important it certainly is pembrokeshire first as we like to put it <laughs> um well mark thanks ever so much again uh for popping in uh, make sure you come back because i mean we've got an interesting 60 days ahead yes um it would be lovely to have you know the political aspect of of that all and what it really will mean as as the deadline comes closer so that's right yeah please I'm, please i'm putting please it in the local perspective i think that's really important yes that's really important certainly so thanks again for popping in mark thank you uh mark tierney there right here on the breakfast show if you've only just maybe caught a few minutes of it maybe you've only been tuning in for the last sort of 10 20 minutes uh, you can watch uh the chat that we've had on our facebook page uh right again uh, in just moments as I've hit the finish button it'll be available on there and of course on our podcast as well check out purewestradio.com uh, and you'll be able to listen back uh, to the entire chat Mark Tierney Carmarthen uh, West and South Pembrokeshire Labour candidate right here on Breakfast a uh, huge tune doing some big things in the charts at the moment she nearly had the Christmas number one in fact but a record all about sausage rolls managed to uh, uh, peep her to it her name is Ava Max and she's doing some big things from the States her record plays next at Pure West Radio the Breakfast Show with Toby Ellis, weekdays 6 till 10 a.m. on Pure West Radio with Folly Farm. Pure West Radio proudly presents Pembrokeshire Professionals, comprehensive solutions for all your needs in association with... A1 Road Skills, improving the image of road safety with over 40 years' experience. The complete package with manual and automatic driver school, trailer training and Wales only theory training centre. Contact us free on 0800 881 8021. Pembrokeshire Professionals, providing solutions for all your needs right here in the county. Did you hear that? Come on, you can do it. That's the sound of setting a goal and achieving it. Taking it slow, 
grasping the club gently, focusing on the ball. Lining up the stroke, and it goes in! With all-year-round golf at an incredible £480 for a new member. Terms and conditions apply. For your new membership, call now on 01646 697 822. Milford Haven Golf Club, where rain never stops play. I'm Sarah Miller, and I'll be joined by local experts in farming, food, wildlife, and all the other things that are precious to the Pembrokeshire countryside every Sunday between 9 and 11. We've always been farmers, but now we're so much more than a farm. There's 120 acres of fun with over 900 animals in our zoo and barn. 16 lovingly restored rides in our vintage fairground, plus numerous indoor and outdoor play areas. And with 50% of the attraction being undercover, there's always plenty to see and do come rain or shine. So why not purchase one of our great value annual passes today? That's one whole year of fantastic family-friendly fun. Head on over to our website www.folly-farm.co.uk for more information. Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. She's sweet but a psycho, a little bit psycho At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, I'm on my mind Oh, she's hot but a psycho, so left but she's right though At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, I'm on my mind She'll make you curse, but she a blessing She'll rip your shirt, but then a second You'll be coming back, back for second With your pain, you just can't help it out
Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
It's Michelle Gale. Happy just to be with you playing here at Pure West Radio. It is near enough 10 o'clock on the nose. We've got our season three featured track of the week on the way in just a moment, a little bit later than the norm, uh, as we had Mark Tini in the studio this morning having a great chat about uh, that big B word which is on our lips at the moment. Uh, great having Mark in the studio, the South Pembrokeshire Labour candidate uh, for Carmarthen West and uh, South Pems does some amazing work. If you missed it, don't worry, it'll be on our podcast in the next 10 minutes for you and you'll be able to uh, watch the video uh, back on our Facebook page for you. Also, the fabulous Stephanie Jane on the way in about T-minus uh, 15 minutes and the latest local news on the way a little bit later than the norm. Our season three featured track of the week on the way after this from James Arthur and Anne-Marie. You know I want you 